Last week, upon the news that Washington College will be conducting a search for the soon-to-be next president of the college, the 31st one to be exact, we talked with Student Government Association Executive Board members Will Reed and Catherine D. Roser about what is on the horizon for those serving on the committee, what should be kept in mind when considering candidates, and what could arise next during the search process. On February 22nd, on a campus-wide email sent from Board Chair Stephen Golding, he announced 17 faculty nominations for membership within the Presidential Search Committee. Their main responsibilities will include, as mentioned in the attached charge, quote, develop a profile of the college and the desired attributes in candidates, as well as find a qualified representative by later this spring or at the end of this forthcoming summer in time for the upcoming 2021-2022 academic year. In the second part of this episode, I will be talking with Vanessa Rupert, president of the WAC chapter of the National Society of Leadership and Success, and Aaron Jezanowski, peer mentor leader in Washington College's peer mentor program and a fellow Georgia's general, about what makes a qualified leader on the college campus, what qualities should stand out in applicants, and other thoughts concerning current and potential developments throughout the Our guests today are senior and NSLS WAC chapter president Vanessa Rupert and junior and peer mentor leader Aaron Jezanowski. Vanessa, Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. I was really excited when I uh, saw the email in my inbox. <laughs> so first, how would each of you describe your leadership positions and involvement in your respective programs? And how would you detail your roles within these organizations on the Washington College campus? Well, I started off as just the treasurer. So I worked my way up to president eventually. And considering the online situation, it's a bit unorthodox to what I think a general leader would probably go about things. But right now, it's mostly just trying my best to get people involved in general and not worrying so much about constantly getting stuff out there because, you know, it's a different environment and everyone is overwhelmed with all the online Zoom meetings and all that. So basically, with my leadership position, it's more so just trying to balance letting the new members and the current members know that we're still out here and we're still trying to do the best we can for them, while also giving them enough space so it's not super crazy and overwhelming that you're constantly getting emails. So I think there's something really special about being in those positions because I think they do kind of coincide. Being a peer mentor kind of gives me another perspective of what a prospective student is looking for. And I think I'm kind of able to offer a lot more information, more of like an inside scoop, I guess, if you will, on the first year experience at Washington College to prospective families when giving a tour, because I think that they're going to learn about what they can do with their senior thesis, but really they want to know what's going to happen first at Washington College. So I think there's something, you know, really special about being able to do both. It's really a privilege to be able to be one of the first point of view experiences that prospective students see at Washington College. I remember like I was looking at colleges, it seems like a while ago. It was the tour guide that really sealed the deal for a lot of things. And, you know, it's, it's always fun to show up Washington College's campus. And especially when, you know, pre-COVID, of course, when I'm walking around doing tours, seeing people I know, seeing my friends, because again, it's a small school. So it's quite impossible to not see anybody that you know on a tour. It's really fun. So before we dive into the topic at hand, I wanted to first get your take on the concepts behind leadership and the qualities that make someone a leader on campus. 
how would you define what a leader is or what leadership is and the characteristics that demonstrate one's ability to lead a group or organization? A leader in leadership, I would say, is someone who is willing to take charge and make the executive decisions, but also be able to take criticism and be willing to basically talk to their fellow people in that particular group to see what their thoughts are and they can come to a general consensus that's fair for everyone. So being able to make the tough decisions, but also being able to accommodate everyone in the best way possible. So I think, you know, kind of generally a leader is first and foremost, the basics. They're strong, they're vocal, they're confident, they have experience and also able to work well with others and they're able to collaborate. And I guess kind of tying it back to Washington College, since we both know it's a very small community, I think what makes Washington College, Washington College is the way that people in leadership positions, starting from students all the way to administration, that they are all able to work together. And I think one of the great qualities of a leader is somebody who is able and is eager and wants to listen to those below them. And somebody who doesn't dismiss right away the thoughts, opinions, or feelings of somebody underneath them, whether that be, let's say it was a university college environment, it would be somebody in a faculty position, somebody you know higher up who would you know not dismiss the thoughts of a student in another leadership position. Rather, they would take that in and work with them. And I think Washington College exemplifies that really well through the peer mentor program how Candace and Sarah work with us very closely and take in our ideas. And then even through the Student Government Association, where the senators and even the executive board of student government work very closely with the administration on leadership at the school. I think that's definitely one of the main characteristics it's important to have as a leader. I would say now more than ever too, is to be respectful and considerate and be collaborative. Work with those not in their same ranking work with those all over the pyramid positions that they oversee. I also wanted to briefly dive into the campus-wide email that was forwarded from the WAC president's office on January 27th from the desk of Steve Golding, who is the chair of the Board of Visitors and Governors. And in that said email, the board announced that they would formally begin the search for a permanent president of the college in time for the next academic year. What were your initial thoughts or reactions on this matter? And what do you anticipate will happen next in regards to this search? But yeah, I appreciated the communication. I thought it was a little delayed as Dr. Bell had been there for a while, I would say for, you know, a temporary president. And and at first there was a lot of things also that kind of went through my mind. I was like, who is this man sending this email? Because, you know, not very familiar with the board and you always hear about this board, the board, the board, right? And I'm like, okay, who are they? What makes up the board? Who are these people? Because, you know, typically when you get an email from the board, there's not a lack of trust, but it's not as meaningful or it's not as effective because you don't really know them. And I think at Washington College, people are used to knowing who sends out the email. I think there's a certain amount of trust that goes with that. So I guess for the search, I just do trust those involved in the search to make the best decision for the college. And I think, you know, now that a lot of the students are being incredibly vocal about their concerns, their needs, their wants, which is awesome. And, you know, again, it's really special that you can do that here and you're listened to, again, because of the small nature of our school and that, you know, we're a very good community that students are able to stand up and be heard. I do trust they will take that into account, their students' feelings about the current climate and state of the school. In that email, the board stated that for candidates to be considered, key qualities these members are looking for in the next president should include, but not limited to, 
quote, strong leadership and interpersonal skills, a demonstrated track record of building and empowering leadership teams in times of crisis, excellent communication skills and the ability to engage and work with faculty, students, staff, alumni, and other interested parties, a commitment to sponsoring and promoting initiatives around diversity, equity, and inclusion, and a command of higher education finances, ensuring the college was making sound financial decisions in a constrained resource environment. So aside from these noted attributes, and based on your own experiences in a leadership position and as a representative of the larger WAC campus, what other additional qualities should the board consider when choosing and eventually narrowing down the selection of candidates? Well, I think that what they're looking for is, in the end, what the blanket statement of what a leader should be. But you really have to look beyond the buzzwords in order to really define, like, they know about this, but do they really uphold these things? You can say that you want to uphold this diversity and everything, but you also need to be able to take action to ensure that that diversity and the protection of all the diverse people's in this particular college is upheld because we did have some incidences where that didn't happen and nothing was really done about it. We had some meetings, but nothing came of it as far as I'm aware. So not only having the promise to uphold all of these values, but be able to take action when these values are threatened, I think is really important. The email had also mentioned that the board will also take into account the current experiences of both interim President Wayne Powell and interim Provost Michael Harvey throughout the course of this and the current semester. Based on your respective impressions of both interim President Powell and interim Provost Harvey throughout the course of this past semester, which of their own calibers should the board also consider in this search? So honestly, I was not very familiar with Dr. Powell and what he's been doing. I mean, I do appreciate his communication and everything like that. I definitely saw more interaction and engagement from Michael Harvey because he was a professor here. He literally had his kid go here. Uh, he had that connection to the college and to the students on several levels, which I think was a great positive. And I think the college made a great move on choosing someone who was already a part of the Washington College community to be in this position that uh, Michael Harvey was hired for. And I think it was also great how he was just not afraid to kind of be silly and drop the professionalism for a minute. And I think that really spoke, spoke volumes to the person he was. And I just think somebody who is not afraid to kind of be themselves and really connect and bond with the students, but also being successful at keeping those professional boundaries. Um, so I think that's something they should really continue on with because I think Michael Harvey did a fantastic job at that. So based on what we have witnessed over the past two semesters alone, both in terms of transfers of power, adjusting and readjusting concerning the COVID-19 pandemic, and attempts to acknowledge racial injustice and inequality both on and off campus, what do you feel should be an appropriate action or series of actions that the future president should use to effectively address these and other problems? Overall, I remember in junior year, my junior year, when this was all starting, I was just overall really annoyed that this kept going on. So I think just as a general basis, just keep searching for solutions. Even though the uproar dies down, if something comes up, keep it in the back of your head and keep looking for ways to stop that uproar from happening again. Think of why the problem started so you can stop the problem from ever occurring again. 
This past January, students in the narrative journalism class for the fall semester released the podcast Transparency Trap, which, briefly paraphrasing, gives audiences an in-depth perspective detailing the lack of, as the title suggests, effective and transparent communication between the Washington College administration and the student body concerning both current and still ongoing issues on campus grounds. Have you listened to the podcast? And if so, what were your initial thoughts on it regarding that lack in communication? So I listened to the podcast and I wasn't surprised. And I think kind of the part that hit me the most was when they were talking about Veronica and her getting laid off, because I do remember hearing about that. And I remember hearing about that actually in admissions because we're the kind of the switchboard. And I remember, but I just heard he had called and she was crying because she got laid off. And I think, you know, that kind of struck a chord with the whole school because she was the reason I know a lot of times when people went to the dining hall. And so I think if Washington College are all about community and I think they do a great job about that for the most part. And I do understand budget cuts and all that, but letting go of somebody as well-known as Miss Veronica tugged at my heart a little bit because I felt awful for her because she was just always so nice and just a breath of fresh air in general. I wasn't surprised. I did know most of what they were saying, what they were disclosing. The professor's point of view as well, that really got to me. Also, you know, not hearing everything fully disclosed, which is to a point kind of alarming because you kind of, to an extent, I expect the students not to hear 100% of what's going on. But then when you hear like, the professors aren't really, it's like, hmm. and then if you go up a little more, people holding other positions that aren't teaching at Washington College, and they're not hearing everything either. It makes you wonder, you know, why, why there's this kind of lack or barrier in communication when we pride ourselves on being this tight-knit community that really is supposed to be there for each other and listening to others. And we're in such a historical area, you know, speaking up for what's right. I just couldn't imagine how Evan and the rest of the Transparency Trap team were feeling from, you know, putting out this whole podcast and then trying to send out this email, but it just kept getting gatekept and gatekept and to where Evan really, truly had to take matters into his own hands and, and send out this email. thought so it just didn't make sense because the administration is saying one thing and then doing the other. They're not letting the students' voices be heard. And that's what I would say we as a school pride ourselves on doing or say we do. And, and even when I give tours, you know, I always like to talk about how Washington College students are able to say, speak what they want, what they believe. But then this happens. And it's just, it's hard to constantly believe that phrase when you see this happen. During the accompanying forum hosted by those same individuals on January 29th, students and other fellow community members had voiced particular instances throughout the podcast in which communication between administration and students was nearly, if not completely, absent from the equation, including but not limited to the COVID-19 pandemic, threats to the safety and security of students of color on campus, layoffs of whack faculty and staff members, and responding and taking appropriate action to protect those who had experienced sexual violence while on campus. How should the future president or upcoming candidates for this position seek to improve this near absence in communication between members of the WAC and surrounding communities? What do you suggest those on the board and those selected for consideration go about to successfully bridge this gap between administration and students? If I had to just say blanket statements, as particular when it comes into the racial issue and the sexual assault issue, I would say just make in general the campus reporting process a safer and 
more straightforward process because while I haven't personally gone through that process, people I know have, which honestly, the entire process has really turned them off to even reporting, which is a very big issue. So I think one of the main issues is just the bureaucracy of it all is scaring the people that are not involved with the administration. So find a way to make it make it so the victims don't have to feel more like victims in going through that entire thing. So with all this in mind, what do you believe should be the main focuses of not only the board when selecting potential candidates for this permanent position, but also those who are applying for it? In addition to, as also discussed during the forum, diversifying the administration and having students, especially those of color and groups and organizations representing students of color, and building reputable trust within the student body, what do you believe should be the long-term goals or action-based solutions this new president should aim to achieve? First and foremost, I hope that whoever they choose as new president is not doing this just to boost a resume is not doing this just to add another accomplishment per se to their already, I'm assuming, esteemed list of jobs and titles and higher positions that they've held. I hope that they will be able to, again, make a connection with the students, everybody from first years to seniors. You know, I'm assuming that they're probably going to hire a new permanent president or by the time, you know, I'm a fall senior, but definitely just doing the most for every member of the Washington College community. And I hope that they'll start the initiatives on making the safe space. I believe they're supposed to invent up keeping up with that because a lot of times I believe there's a few empty promises that are made. Like, oh yeah, like that's a great idea. Like we'll start working on that. And it's been two years, like you're working on it still. You know, I think, you know, just making sure things are followed through with and assigning, you know, like we have the CPG committee. Why not have a diversity committee filled with, I know Student Government Association has something like that, but that sits on behalf of the board made up of students, as well as a few professors, as well as some other administration, and of course, the president. I think having that will help students, you know, be more comfortable. I know the residence halls were a big issue. I know mold has been a big issue in Washington College, and I know students, my closest friends at school have been affected by mold, especially in Minta. I know, I don't want to speak on her behalf, but my roommate, you know, she lived in Minta her freshman year, and she literally had to paint her own wall because the mold was seeping through, and just nothing was really ever done about it. And I remember my one friend two years ago, she graduated, she was a senior when COVID hit, but I remember she couldn't stay in her dorm for a few nights because of the mold. And it just felt as if the school did not do much to accommodate that. And she did a lot for the school, as well as my roommate, too. They both did a lot for Washington College, and they felt that they were almost being disregarded. And it hurt a lot. And it hurt me to see them kind of like that. My friend who I couldn't stay in her room for a few nights was like, what am I going to do? You know, so I know she didn't live too far from Washington College, so she went home. But you know, what if she was a plane ride away or something? You know, it's that inconvenience that, you know, feel you're not being taken care of or listened to very well when it's not your fault that you have mold growing in your room. So I think there could just be better initiatives and plans in place for that, because, again, we do know that that's a huge issue across all of the dorms at Washington College. One of the final points that was made within the email is that the board is aiming to find a permanent president by the 2021-2022 academic year. Do you feel that this is an achievable goal 
Do you feel that by this deadline, the board will find a president that strives to actively and appropriately represent the entire WAC campus as a whole? Or will this require more time to find a candidate that will hear these and other needs of the community for a longer period of time? Hard to say. I mean, it really depends on who approaches the board in general. But I would say that, yeah, it is realistic because some companies have found people that are perfect for the job purely by happenstance. So miracles happen. (laughs) But if you wanted to make be even more realistic, I think at the very least until spring 2022, I think that might be a bit more realistic just because there's only so much you can get from someone online because when they log on to the Zoom meeting, I don't know how they're going to conduct these applications and these interviews. They log in, they act their best selves, they log off and they might not still be their best self. So I think until we can get some physical interaction one-on-one in person, it might not be as realistic to assume that we're going to have perfect fit by fall, but that's just me being a pessimist. Well, Vanessa, Aaron, thank you so much for being with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to help. Of course. Thank you so much. I hope I didn't like ramble too much. I'm really nervous. Sorry. (laughs) Nearing the final paragraph of Golding's email, while the deadline for when the presidential search committee will make its final decision has not been set, the process will be more driven through a, quote, focus on recruiting the best possible candidate for the college with the goal of, quote, finalist interviews to be taking place in person on campus later this year. Next week, we will be talking with SGA President Elizabeth Lilly and SGA Executive Board Member Isabella Sansanelli concerning the recent development of the WAC administration's decision to transition the college into a four-year residential campus, as well as the petition aiming to protect student housing rights circulating on campus, and what both these changes will mean for those on and coming to the college. This has been Washington College Weekly. I'm your host, Olivia Montez, and I will see you next week.